Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast not PS. Sold in semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, now. Boom! Sold in semantic. Yeah, man, now. Big ups to the man now. Sold in semantic. Happy Monday, boys and girls, ladies and gents, yo, dudes and dudettes, Hebrews and Shebrews, non-Hebrews and non-Shebrews, people of the book, people of the not book. It's uh, Soothing Semantics. Soothing Semantics. Soothing Semantics. Raphael Pinsky, your host, and your special guest, Mel B. Hello. What up, what up, what up, what up, repping the land, you already know. Five foot seven of sexiness. Mm-mm-mm. Get me some of that. That's not a good day. No, it's not every day. It's not every day, baby. Well, every day is not a good day. <laughs> so, Rafi, mm. how are you on this fine evening? I'm, I'm, I'm doing, uh, doing pretty swell, my dude. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, is this show sponsored by GNC uh, with the performance and the protein shake? It, or are you just guggling that protein? Just guggling. It will be at some point. Mm. Mm. He's a protein guggler. Um, okay, so, I'm getting my protein, had a good, uh, chesticles and tricep workout. Mel, did you work out today? I did not work out today, actually. I did a lot of mental gymnastics. Yeah. Well, you were, you, you've been running around my heart. Oh my circles, gosh, oh stop. Running circles around my heart oh, all day. stop. Yeah, so, basically, um... We did a sewed before this. We were a little bit... Oh, I was a little bit stoned, so... I wasn't very coherent throughout throughout the 45 minutes, um, but we will be putting out a rather rather entertaining and deep episode today. So, a couple of things I wanted to discuss with Melvin before we do anything. What's up, man? What's Gooch? I like you. I like you, too. Yeah. Should we turn the cameras off and elope? No, I elope mean, to I'd, rather have the, I'd rather have them on. Mm. Uh, but long story short, man... What do you plan on doing once you get back to Cleveland? Mm, I'm not quite sure, honestly. I might go for some blood work. Mm. <laughs> that sounded like 60 there for a second. Might have some cottages and canned peaches. Um, I'm not really quite sure. I'm not really quite sure just yet. I got some things to uh, to kind of figure out. Um, I want a trip to Maine, perhaps, uh, but I got to speak to them a little bit more about that. There's a lot of things in flux, but uh, hopefully some big things coming up along the way with uh, work and stuff. And uh, I'm a little apprehensive, but I'm but I'm excited. I guess we're gonna see what the future has, you know, for the next couple of weeks or so, and uh, hopefully get things a little bit cemented. I might go to New York for the weekend to date a lovely young lady, perhaps. Ooh, perhaps. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. What about you? What are, What are your plans going to be when I leave Florida? This is, this is about you, baby. What is about? It's all about you. Something about you, though. No, no, no. What about you, Rafi? What are you going to do this week after I leave? And and your roommate comes back, and Yoni. I know, dude. Dude, he's you know he's he's good to have around, man. He's always in his boxers. For all, for all of you that obviously don't know, uh, my roommate does not wear pants. Wear pants. He doesn't really wear shirts either. So it's nice. It's pleasant to come home from a long day of work and uh, see those nips 
I always thought that was like a TV show thing where people just don't wear pants on the regular no. basis. Because you got to think about it. It's extra work. It's the laundry and the and and when you have the 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 sack itch, mm. you know what I mean. Like you you get that obviously. Do you remember you know Gold I mean? Bond? Do people still use Gold Bond? I like Gold Bond. Gold Bond was like Gold Bond was. I I just use the regular baby powder. Gold Bond. Was I remember like, like I remember as, I remember as a kid, my grandmother used to be like, did you did you baby oil? Did you baby? Did you what was it called? The baby um. Baby did you baby powder your balls and i was like 12 years old and i was like but i barely see them grandma she's like powder them up just lather them up and just you know just like a, you know <laughs> testing one two three and it was good there was really never moisture and also like once in a while now like i'm just like i gotta run somewhere like i i don't know i have to like go get a gatorade like i have to go what did you do in the army did you were you a vaseline guy in the army did you use gold so actually so okay so here's the deal vaseline was a bad idea uh, Vaseline was only good if you have like a, a cut or whatever, but for the crotch itch, which sometimes got very, very bad, I would use Gold Bond. Like Gold Bond was a savior. So Gold Bond, you're dope. You guys are dope. Yeah, like, but you, you only have my... so many pockets in your gear pack. So if you, what would you, I what never? Would you so I was never for... the Gold Bond guy. There was a, some other like some other guy who had Gold Bond. What do you mean? There's a Gold Bond guy. Is that like a position? Is that hey, Rafi, You need to. Uh, you, your balls are uh, wet. <laughs> are what? Are they, are they coming off of your... Are they attached to the skin or are they coming off the leg? You know, and then he, I'd be like, I need the powder. Wait, but he, was he like, like, was he like an officer, like a lieutenant, specifically in charge of gold bond? Dude, we would have... We would get into formation. We'd do our push-ups. We would have, you know, our weapons in place. Everything would be in a... In, a, in, a, in like a certain, you know, for a lo- lack of a better word, it would all be in this formation. Take out the gold bond. I want to make sure that everybody, everybody has a full container of the bond. If you don't, you go, you buy. When you think about it. Like, can you imagine being sense. at war? You're at war right now. Your balls start itching. Your boy is getting hammered. Okay, there's a gunfight. You're behind a car. His balls start itching. You don't have gold bond. You lose that war. Is that, I mean, that's what happened in Vietnam. Think about it. They're in there in the jungle, and the American GIs... They probably had some sweating issues, and that was that, you know? What, what, tell me a little bit more about your Army experience that didn't involve Goldbond. Like, what was... Do, is there anything in your in your experience that really stood out as I was being actually, very special to you? I was actually going to throw the, the whole Army talk out of, like, later episodes, but, like, this is this is good. This is clean, natural. You don't have to go fun. too deep into it. We're talking, we're still talk, we're talking about you, or... or the, we're yeah. talking about you. No, I mean, like, you get about... You're talking about deep, and then... Well, I didn't go to the Army. No, but you I mean you kind of got sexual on me. Well, I wasn't talking about that. <laughs> no, but seriously, like if we're if we're talking little Israeli army situation. Look at him, boys. He's easy pickings. All by myself. All by myself. Rafi, that was really good. Little baby. Listen, Rafi, let's let's talk a little serious. No, let's talk like, serious. No, no, let's no, talk but, in okay, deep but like, voices. You wanna know, what do you want to know about my deep experience? Deep voices for serious connotations. Um, is there anything particular that really stood out to you as being something that was your particular favorite part or specifically ha- taping meaningful? Your, taping your picture on the wall in front, of, in front of the toilet on base and just looking at you while I went to the bathroom. T- taping my picture? Yeah, yeah, I had a picture of you, kind of like this, where it's like awkwardly taped on the corners. That's really nice. Actually, I think we have a copy of the picture right here. 
Oh, stop. We don't do self-deprecating humor here. Rafi, who's, uh, who, who, who's your hero that you aspire to be like? Which personality is someone who really stands out to you, other than Gary uh, Van I got to tell you the truth. When I, when I was younger, so a lot, everyone kind of has their celebrity or their, their mentor. You know, like people like Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk or, or Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, or you know, whoever it is for any specific interest you have, you usually have your idol. When I was younger, I, I appreciated certain actors and like I, I respected, there, there are a lot of people I respect and admire, but I can't say there's anyone I want to be like per se, because there's a lot of different people that I, I, they have traits that I, I want to not copy in any way, because I, do, I really do love myself and I want to be who I am, but there are different character traits. For instance, just to you know, list a couple of names. I appreciate work ethics such as, just going to throw names out there, Conor McGregor, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, you know, in, in the fighting, fighting uh, end of, on the fighting end of things. So strictly MMA. Here. Oh, strictly MMA. I just, you know, see, watching... You know, they have therapy for that, Rafi. Not for cauliflower ears, but just for, like, that. You can definitely. See, the problem is, I, I'm really glad that you don't fight. If you had cauliflower ear, I would never be able to, like, slide my fingers around the... The little crevices. In oh my gosh! Do, while you sleep, business idea: Q-tips for cauliflower ears. That there's got to be like something. Yeah, but it doesn't block the hole. It doesn't. So no. just regular Q-tips. Yes, oh, that's boring. Eh. Dude, cauliflower. Generally, cauliflower ear just it messes with the whole. You know, with this. Who, who coined the term cauliflower? Well, ear? it looks like a fucking cauliflower. Oh, I cursed. I wasn't supposed to curse. We're just gonna have to do a lot of beeps, beeps. No, well, I threw one f bomb out there. Can I? Can I address this? Bro, what's can the I address the elephant have? in the room? Can you can address it? two elephants in the room. That's not an elephant. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Anyway, you, uh, the elephant in the room is that. Okay, well, we're both Jewish. That's enough of an elephant in the room. I mean, come yeah. on, that's that's rough. Yeah. Anyway, there is a, okay. So there is what's called a shidduch with a chuch. Okay, uh, guy. All everyone practice that for the next hour or two tonight. This way, you know, when your Jewish friends say things you don't understand, you can be like, ah, oh, I got it, you know, and it, it'll give you this kind of connection. Anyway, I think you've just solved racism. Probably. <laughs> um, but as far as the cussing goes, Mel is kind of uneasy about the cursing. I was initially also, and there are words I wouldn't want to say, and I'll try to keep it light on the, F, the Fs. Because when I have a little daughter and she's in school and she misbehaves, you know, misses. Peterson will be like, well, you know what, Sarah? You get it from your dad. That cusses like a sailor. You name your daughter Sarah? Generic. I like the, I like the lack of originality. Who's Sarah, Rafi? Why are you naming your daughter Sarah? We just, you didn't even have her yet. You didn't have like, the full name. It's not, it's not, I see what you're going with that. Yeah, there must be a girl I like that's Sarah, so I'm naming, naming. That's how I would do it. I would totally project. <laughs> Jessica Alba, my firstborn daughter. <laughs> Just do celebrity crushes like indefinitely. Or make sure she has a security. There are people guard. like that. Dude, I know someone that named their children, especially back in the day in the older generations, they would name their children after celebrities on a pretty regular basis. And it, it, it's, I think it's like kind of interesting. Cause like, make sure that's still recording. Cause like, can you just, um, can you just don't test the space button, just, just touch the mouse. Yeah. Sure. It's fine while it's recording. It's not, a, it's still going, right? Um, you tell me. This is your piece. Um, 
I think it's uh I think it's an interesting uh, thing on there because people they'll they'll name their children after loved ones or just like celebrities. I, I find the idea of idolizing celebrities to be very fascinating. Um in the past week oh, Kobe Bryant went off topic with this. Okay. Yeah. Keep well, going, keep going, keep going. Well the the um that's what we do. We just go on multiple left turns. Multiple, multiple left turns. Um two lefts do make a right, actually. Um, no, but I've never, um, that would, I've never heard that one before. So thank you. For well, it. there's a first time for everything. Okay. Um, no, but uh, past uh, past week and a half or so, the world has been saddened by uh, the news of Kobe Bryant dying tragically with his daughter and seven other people on a helicopter tra- crash. Um, being on social media is is pretty much unbearable because every page that you turn, sports or not, is just you know, idolizing and tributing and honoring his memory and, and what he brought to the table. Um, I, I understand the idea that a lot of people grew up with a basketball player. Like, I'm a Cleveland fan. I, bring, two things. Can you bring the thing, the table a little closer and maybe put the, bring the mic up uh, to, towards your face a bit? Yeah. Yeah, just so it's, like, in your... Are you good? You good? You good? You good, bro? You need some the muscle is what's going to... Don't want to rip your thing off. Um, but I, I find the concept of people just try just, to tighten this part, like pick this part, like pick this entire part up. So you might have to unscrew that little. Oh, thing. I lowered it on purpose. No, but you're not talking in the top of it. You're talking in in here. It's you're not talking over here. You're talking through here. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? How about now? Can we? Oh, you want me to talk to the side of it like this? No, that's exactly how it's got to work. Yeah. Like this? Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Perfect. Um, okay, no, but you're so, talking. You're, uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I just, I just find it really, just, I find it fascinating the amount of mental real estate and emotional real estate that people devote towards celebrities, people that have impact on your lives, but no direct impact. Um, maybe that's changed with with social media, because truthfully, you know, the past twenty years, fifteen years or so, like I remember when I had Facebook for the first time, like what two thousand seven or something, two thousand eight. Like it's already been a minute, um, but. People are obsessed, and like some of the comments that people are crying on a regular basis, and they still can't believe it. And like, I'm no stranger to death, and uh, it's very different when someone close dies opposed to like a celebrity. But I, I am kind of shocked the, the, at the amount of people that are that like intense about it. And and do that's, you want to do you want to share share your story? No, I don't really want to talk about that, but I'm just fascinated by the amount of um, stock people put in celebrities and in their role models, meaning like I think where you were going with, you know, you're going to pick different good things from each person that you admire to gain a perspective or to gain a way of looking at something, I think is a good way of doing it. Um, but I, I think the fascination with certain celebrities is just, it really blows my mind. Uh, I'm fascinated by even the concept that, that people are that involved in a celebrity, whether it's Kobe Bryant or Elvis or Michael Jackson. I'll tell you what I, I tell I'll tell you what I think it is because when I was younger, I, I never really cared that much. Meaning I admire there, like I said earlier, I admire a lot of people, a lot of their successes. I really do. And I understand why people want to emulate them and be like them. And it's great. But there's a degree to that. There are some people that literally wish they could be that person, and I think you're you really miss the boat when you're in that position. And I get it. You see, you know, you grew up in a poor situation, or you're not as attractive as they are. You don't have as much money as they are, and you see them in the limelight, and they have it all, and they're everything's so wonderful. 
you don't see what's going on behind the scenes. You don't see the negative sides. It's not even about the negative or the positive per se. It's about you being dealt the hand you're dealt and making the most of it. Now, it sounds so cliche. We hear these things all the time. But what do you really gain by being so invested in someone else's life? Because the sad reality is Kobe didn't know these millions of people who are losing their minds over his death. It's a wonderful thing that, that he made such a big impact on people's lives. And I don't want to take away from that. But at the end of the day, everyone else has their own life. Yeah. Like to take so much, put so much stock into somebody who's gone now, I just find, I think it's a waste of time. Now, if you were really close to him, if you were a relative or you played with him or you had a relation with him, it's very different. And I, I, I get that because he really, you, he, you knew him. Or someone like me, I don't know the guy. Do I respect him? I respect his work ethic like crazy. I mean, he was a hell of a player, seemed like a good guy. I have nothing bad to say. I don't, I don't know the guy. But do I think about him on a daily basis? Not at all. Somebody um, it's just, it's texted just me a, today about like, that they were having a, um, a debate in class about, you know, whether, because he had some uh, controversy with him and that chick in Colorado in like 2003 or 2006 or something. And Oh, I have an interesting point to make about that, but yeah, keep going. You sure you want to go? You want to go? Do you want to go? You want to go? Well, so, uh, you know, they asked, was he a rapist or was he um, a legendary basketball player? And my response was both, maybe. You know, like, <laughs> like meaning we're just humans. What, what made him extraordinary was not the fact that he played sports and that he was really good at it. What made that situation extraordinary was the fact that he was good at sports and he made money. If money wasn't a factor, if he was just a kid on the court, if he was just a kid in our class growing up who was just like really good at basketball, you probably wouldn't know much about that, Rafi. But there's probably a kid in your class that was really good. Um, I was actually a decent. <laughs> I was actually a decent ball player. I was terrible. I was like a passer and a defender. Not great. I was never great, but I, I had a good. I was good at dribbling the balls. Wow. No, but I, mean, I was. I was a pretty. Back. I was basketball was actually the only sport I really gave a damn about when I was younger. I played, and then and then I met women, and they took over. They took over the the interest of ball for some weird reason. Interesting. Yeah, but I'm, I was. I'm surprised that you're not much of a sports guy because I feel like you would kind of like go together with the rest of your personality to be it involved really, in sports. So here's the. I got very into UFC. I like it a lot. I'm not die hard, but I definitely enjoy it a lot. It's just like violence. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. There's a part of me that does like violence. I there's no debate about it. There's no. I don't. I don't promote it, but there's an. First of all, everyone likes violence to a degree. Some people are more open about it, and some people are like, oh, yeah. Everyone wants to see Keanu Reeves shove a fork up someone's, like, nose and then rip his nostril out and then feed it to his, like, dog. Like, people like to see the most violent, insane shit on TV, but if it happens in front of them or, like, they know about it personally, it's horrible. But as long as it's not real and it's not a movie... Do, do you think that's why people are so fascinated with, oh, like... Humans, lo humans love these things. Like, you, why do you think people are so into gladiators and people... In but even the TV way... shows nowadays. You ever notice the TV shows nowadays, like, are very largely centered... In general, they've always been centered like this. So I think lately it, it, it switched around a little bit. Especially in America, by the way. But, you oh, yeah. How America it promotes peace so much... Meanwhile, they have their noses in everyone else's business. They're the big daddy, the big papa. But, but at the same time, we we our movies are the craziest, most. Well, yeah, we we because we we're, we're the best. At, at we the have end of the to days, overdo. Everything. We're still like, regardless of of politics and stuff, America is still respected as being the best marketing in the world. Nobody does marketing 
like Americans do. Sure. Regardless of whether people agree with us politically or not, it's nothing. It, it's not. It's not the same thing as oh, we make better cars. It's it's not that kind of argument. It's it's people understand that when it comes to marketing consumerism, you know, America. It, I don't know if you've ever had a chance. I don't know if CNN like. I don't know if, if a letter network could theoretically produce or co-produce something, but Netflix came out with something called like the, they had different decades, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands. And they would go pretty much throughout those decades in, in, in the course of that season or that episode. Um, I think it was a season. I, I think each season was its own decade and they would go through the various different, um, big events and things that shaped up that decade. And what I've noticed is that with the 90s and the 2000s, it largely centered around TV. The 80s, the 70s, um, I believe there was a 60s. I don't what do you remember mean by often. largely? What do you mean by that? Because no, how is it different now? So when, for example, when they were doing the the season on the 70s, they were discussing the Vietnam War. They were talking about politics, but they were also talking about the advent and the widespread usage of debt and credit cards. Because before then, before credit cards, like your debt was pretty much, hey, I went to the neighborhood grocer, and if the owner was nice and he was a charitable guy, he gave me, you know, credit. Credit, right? But most of the time, there wasn't that. There wasn't this concept of credit. Like if you didn't have money, like you were screwed. So it they had there was a lot of good to be done with credit and credit cards, but people and especially now, people have really gotten buried under different, you know, mounds of, of credit issues. How does this talk, but how does the credit so, issue so every So every every decade was something else, and they would talk, like, in the, in the 70s, we would talk about American consumerism and credit cards and and electronics getting big, and then the 80s was electronics getting bigger, and, and the the the, contra, the the U.S. Contra problem with, with Reagan and Iran and everything back in the day, or maybe that was the 70s, but when the point was really, as it got to the 90s and the 2000s, most of the season of, of those decades revolved around TV and entertainment. Meaning they, didn't, they, they weren't talking about some of the other stuff. They just kind of went straight to entertainment. And if you look at the TV shows now, they've been like very superhero-oriented for, for several years now, which I think is uh, very lazy, lackadaisical um, writing and, uh, and, and producing. Why would, you, why would you say that? Um, a lot. That's a big thing to say. I think that yeah. takes a lot of work. Yeah, I, I don't think I didn't say I, I didn't think it okay. doesn't take a lot of work. I think the writing it doesn't take a lot of work, especially because the writing is already there. Essentially, the comic books have been around for uh, Marvel and DC forever. I hear that, but I would have to disagree. I think this takes a lot of creativity to put these things together. Well, Some of them, I mean, to be honest, though, I can't. I'm not going to go hard in an argument because I'm not a big like comic movie whatever guy. Like I'm just not that into it. Um, I. Th- do think we're getting a bit off topic though we're just going all around but anyway that's what people like that kind of violence because people are americans are into um lawyer shows cop shows um firefighter shows and and like the like rescue stuff like they're into the violence people love like um um case files well, you know and what the it X-Files also is you know what it also stuff. is they're fascinated by you it you know what it also is people generally now that we live for the most part in America, we lived in civilized societies. We don't encounter anything that crazy within our daily lives. Correct. Where fight or flight used to be a, a, a you know a pack of hyenas might eat us alive, 
we're running around with spears and little leaves on our on our crotches, which sounds kind of fun in a weird way, huh? Yeah, maybe. Especially with you. I'd have running a, around with sharp objects like I'd have spears. A blast. I'd have a blast spearing you in the ass. Oh, wow. Thank chubby, you very much. chubby unicorn. I'll make sure to send the, mo- the memo to Mamoyle. <laughs> for, for any of you that don't know, Mamoyle is the, uh, the man responsible for cutting off the foreskin. Circumciser. And then, uh, putting it in the soup. Circumciser? Circumcis- circumcision soup. Um, if anyone watched Meet the Fockers, they would understand that. That's an old school movie. Here, did you watch that? Do you remember? Uh, wait, um, but wait, but let's but we'll remember what those just those those old school like that. I call them yeshiva comedies, like the 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 movie the, the comedy movies we used to watch like in the yeshiva years. Like, oh, Mrs. Doubt, Mrs. Doubtfire was one of my favorites. That's oh, a classic. God, I love that movie. That's a classic. I haven't watched love it. it. Time. Love it. I, I I know almost all of the words to that movie. I've seen that movie so many times. Love it. When was the last time you've seen it? It's been probably about not that long ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Really? Yeah. Nice. Love it. I can watch that movie. Like, is, is that your favorite movie? It's it's up there. My favorite. I would say one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, Saving Private Ryan, though. Interesting, because yeah. it's an older movie. It's not. It's been, It's from the nineties, I think, mm-hmm. or early two thousands, nineties. But it no, is 90s, one of the most realistic sure. seeming movies. Yeah. By far, like it's so real. It's not. It's not overdone. It's not. It just doesn't have all these fake. They just came out with that World War One movie, nineteen seventeen. It looked pretty interesting. I don't know if you've had a chance to see a preview or whatnot, but uh, nineteen seventeen. It's essentially another war movie. Check it out. But I, I, I like war movies specifically over like general fighting stuff. But you know what? Uh, I, I really wish that they would get a little bit more creative. I haven't seen movies of this style in a while, but, um. Civil War, Revolutionary War, one of my favorite movies, uh, Master and Commander, which is um, a naval fight between the French, I believe, and, and, and the English naval forces in like the 1800s. Sounds cool. That's a great movie. I think Russell Crowe was in there. Yeah. That's a great, great I movie. I love seeing people on horseback with swords. See, like yeah. now, nowadays, they never war do is movies not, like that. Anymore. War is not as exciting as it used to be. Like oh, now, no. war is just like, all right, we're just gonna kill eight thousand people. Yeah, like, the weapons are too and, good. Yeah, it's just too like people don't matter that much. Like that's the shitty part. You can be this insane jacked soldier that trains forever. You know, you're a Navy SEAL. You are in an incredible, and then a soldier. drone takes you out. No, either a drone or just some <laughs> guerrilla fighter who does, shoots a gun over a wall, just pops you in the head, like gets yeah. lucky. All that training gone. But like, if you were, and even back in the day, if you were an incredible soldier, someone can, you know, spear, you know, spear you or get you with a sword when you're not looking. But talent mattered more back then. Have you like, ever, uh, have you ever gone archery? But, but wait a sec. Okay. Do you know what I mean? it really mattered back then? Like you being a stronger guy in those kind of wars really made a difference because you had to face people head on. Yeah. So if you're a scrawny little guy who doesn't know how to, how to war wield a sword or, or ride a horse and a guy come, you know, comes after you and he's riding that horse and he knows how to, he's going, la, 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 to la, turn la, that la, sword. La, la, la. No, but a real, you know, a guy knows how to slice your head off with one. You're, you're done. But nowadays the gun is, is so much more, I mean, don't get me wrong. You still, there's still strategy. There's a lot, there's still a lot of brain involved. Yeah. And in, in many ways, there's more brain involved now than in brute strength. For sure. I mean, Wars are more technical now. There's a lot more brain involved, but it's also I think I think it matters more on a large scale now. But as an individual soldier now, you have you're you're a lot less. It depends how you look at it. There's so many ways to look at it. Okay, you have a massive gun. You could take out you know fifty people or more. You know, but you don't one on one. It's like the 
the the size, yeah. your size and your strength, those things don't matter nearly as much. Well, as that's really to. like World War Two is really when technology started, like for wartime, mm. started booming. Because before then, like people, like I know World War One, they they were using like gas and stuff like that, like some crazy stuff, mustard gas, and who knows what. But they were largely. And, and and there were tanks that showed up towards the end of the war, but from my understanding, toward the, the first half of World War One was largely like horseback was cavalry, straight up cavalry. Can you imagine America running into Afghanistan right now with horses and swords? Actually, they probably would have been out of there ages ago if they would. But, but also, that. it's so much more badass, so much more badass. Like I saw Putin on a. There's a picture of Putin on a horse. Yeah, not in, he's not in crazy shape. That's what. It, but that's the thing about him. He looks like he's. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like they, they have that body, which is, it's almost more badass than being jacked. You know, when you see like those big yeah. Russian guys where they, they still have the muscle, the, the shoulders, the back, the chest, the arm, but, but then they have a belly. So, so you. And it's kind of, yeah, exactly. Or actually me, honest, both of us. <laughs> it's kind of more, <laughs> yeah, we're not there, we're not there yet, we're not there yet. We're still young. When you're like 40 and you have a big gold necklace, tons of hair, and like, you just have a belly, but big, whatever. It's almost, it's more intimidating than a six pack because it's like, I eat what I want, but I still lift 480 pounds and I'll, I'll eat you. Like it's there's something more you get. It's because you don't even you don't even care as much about the way you look. You're just you just you're just a big strong animal. In a it, does that make sense? Yeah. Like you don't care much, as well, much about the it, appearance. It's, it's you a care lot more of about intimidating. It's intimidating a little bit. And yeah. It's, it's more intimidating than than those you, full on like chisels. Well, you described like an Italian mafioso is essentially what you did. Pretty much. Big gold chain or or Russian or there's so many. Well, there's so many different groups that lots of hairy people. Oh, there's so many ethnicities that have that that mm-hmm. have that look, really. But um, back to the violent thing. Though. Have you uh, have you ever gone? No. Um, have you ever done archery? Never. Interesting. Never. I I, I actually want to do it. I'll Is that something time. that would interest you? Yeah, for sure. I would actually want to do like archery hunting. Yeah, that'd be really cool. What about yeah. um, axe throwing? That's been all the rage I now. Still, they have never so did many that. of those places. Never did that, yeah. I, I I'm not sure what I think about that. Like I, I know how to, I know what would like how that goes down. I can't see that being as enjoyable as, as I feel like it should be. I don't know Yeah, why. I could see that getting boring, because you throw the axe, and then what? The thing that's cool about axe throwing is if you can cut, meaning like you can throw an axe at like a mannequin with one throw, and the whole head yeah. comes off. Or like like what can, David Blaine does with like a, a playing card. He's insane. But dude, back, but, but, but back into the violent thing, I think Americans love, I was talking about fight or flight and all that, I think Americans love violence so much. And there are other countries that are very civilized as well, but Americans generally, they go to work, they go home, they take their kids to soccer practice, they they make love, and that's it. And it's the same thing every single day. And they have their little stresses, their little first world problems, but they're not. Nothing really that crazy is happening in other countries. There is insane crap happening on a daily basis. Like people are nuts. And these countries don't have law and order the same way America does. Now, obviously, it varies. There are very so it's essentially first world countries versus second and third world countries. Well, yeah. So be, what I, my what point about to. this is is that in America, I think we're we're so in love with the crazy movies, the overly intense movies, because it gives us it it takes us away from. But our, we also invented it. Like Hollywood, really, like Hollywood is what made m- m- movies and entertainment what it is today. That's why it's so respected. And it's yeah, but still the best. My point is what the point is why though? Why is it like that? That's the question. I think I think a lot of I, I think, I that's just think a lot of first world countries are I think people in general are like that. First world countries have less of that um physical 
um, outlet to actually do that. So they have to direct that into entertainment. Video games. Like, think about, dude, think, think about all the video that's, games. That's kind of what I said, no? Yeah. We're not disagreeing. I'm yeah, just, yeah you're just expounding. Okay. I thought this was a podcast. Oh, I mean, I don't really know what. I don't <laughs> well, that's that, that guys. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's interesting how people. I was never a, a violent video game kind of player, even when I was younger. When my brothers had Nintendo sixty four and stuff like that, I wanted to play the sports games. I want to play Blitz two thousand. I want to play NBA Jam. Like I don't know the violent the the the, the, the uh, there's a name for it. I, I think they call it first person shooter games I, I think that's the term mm-hmm. for it um those things just never uh they just never appeal to me you have people that play video games on like hard and advanced levels and stuff like that. i'm like i'm trying to have fun my life's hard I, when i play video games i don't play it on easy but people are like and they beat them in three seconds but those people are like intense yeah but that's also they that's they're living outside of the reality that's they don't get to live that in the reality they these guys who are you know realistically you know on the nerdier side they're not confrontational people. They they don't go to the military for whatever reason. This is just my thought process. Uh, they get that outlet in a game where they're amazing at killing people in, on Call of Duty. They don't have to risk their lives, and they get great at it. I don't. There doesn't have to be necessarily some deep reason behind it. It could be they just they're in the comfort of their home. It's and just people being people. There's a box of tissues nearby, and uh, you know, I mean. They never really leave their room. The mother wants them to get married. They're, Lots of they're, ruffles. They're, they're 40, 47. They have a command center in the basement. Yeah. Ma, ma, where are the cheese fries? David, get a job. I have a job. I have a job. I'm playing Call of Duty. Ninja makes like 500 million a year. You're not fucking ninja. Come on, get, out, get upstairs and get your fries. No, ma. This is pretty much what happened. Wow. That was really spot on. I well, I like pretty much just, I'm pretty much just acting out your your life right thank you very much and we don't have a basement only closets lots (laughs) and lots of closets um no but you know what people it's the craziest thing is there are people that are making money playing video games now like major money that's the beauty of 2020 man you can make money doing anything nowadays just as long as you're really good at it that's what it comes down to i think i think the key the key really to to doing anything anything getting good at it is absolutely busting your ass Sometimes people just get lucky, right? Sometimes just people... By the way, I love how your legs just... Lay, it's just laying over my couch. All right. And my colored socks. Peep, peep those socks. Peep those socks. But I think, I think like, success... I don't know, I'm a 26-year-old little shit, but I mean, I think major success comes from really loving it, genuinely loving it. But also busting your ass. I don't think there's anything new. I think I'm saying making a very redundant statement. Uh, but it's something that I've really internalized because people hear things all the time. Very successful people, will, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, will talk about his successes, and people will just sit there and eat Mike and Ike's off their stomach in their bed and be like, "Wow, he's so motivating. He's so amazing." Like and they get nice. off their and they get off their bed and the Mike and Ike's fall fall everywhere and they're like, Rookie. "I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the gym." Yeah. And then like they go for a week and they stop and they're just like. Oh. It's just not me, though. I'm just not like he, Arnold wasn't born that way. You know, people just have this misconception that he, they are them. I am me. Okay, yes, you're right, but you can achieve a very close level. There may be someone who beats him in a way. I mean, I guess he's the the number one. Maybe he'll always just have that spot, and no one. I feel like it's like that in a way. Like some people are just, you know, like Mike Tyson's Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali's Muhammad Ali. You just you have those people who I guess they just get that credit or Tupac and Biggie, where no one may ever. 
beat them, even if they're technically better. I, straight up, I think well, Emin- there's a lot of I think Eminem. I think Eminem is better than both of them combined. Hell yeah, yeah. I say it confidently. I think Eminem is much more ly- lyrically talented than Tupac and Biggie ever were by a long shot. But they just get that credit. There, there's the romance. People like to romanticize about certain right, things. Right, right, right. It's the same thing with Co- with that Cole Kobe situation. Honestly, if Kobe died a regular death. People would be sad, of course, but people would not be going this way. There's a certain romanticism. He was the Mamba mentality. He was the hardest worker, and he loved his daughter. And this is what people do. There's a certain degree of tunnel vision that That's gets sweet, involved, and 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 especially in in present day, you know, it gets even harder to 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 be able to tell the difference between. Who is better than whom? Who is that? Like, that's why when it comes to sports, when I have arguments or sports arguments and debates with some of my friends, I tell them at the end of the day is it comes down to statistics because the stats don't lie. And if you lead multi, if you lead the stats in more things than the other person, you have a right to be called better at that situation. So for example, when it comes to basketball, I think the greatest player of all time statistically is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He holds better statistics than Michael Jordan does, even though most people consider Michael Jordan to be the GOAT. I think that by the time LeBron finishes finishes his uh, career, he will statistically be the greatest of all time. And I think he's on his way to doing that. And mm-hmm. uh, I was blessed as a Cleveland fan to be able to see that, even though we only went one and four eleven with him. Uh, man, the summer of 2016 was crazy. The Cavs coming down from three to one, first time ever versus the best team of all time. They broke the wins record that the Michael Jordan's Bulls had. Oh my gosh, I was outside of that stadium. When they won, it it was crazy. Streamers, fluid people were, you ever understand, Cleveland doesn't win that stuff. So when we do, it, That's it, right, it, it that's right, he like, said it himself. Yeah, I don't mind, don't come, please. We <laughs> like the traffic patterns of the way they are now. Um, but like, it, it's, it's such a crazy, crazy, crazy sight to behold. And then later that summer, in the beginning of the fall, when I saw you know the Indians go to seven games versus the Cubs, we blew it. We should have won because that time we blew a three to one lead. But man, it's just, uh, I understand what sports does to the player, but I always rep the city, not the team, uh, not the player, because players, they, they bounce from place to place. Teams also do on occasion, but generally, um, you know, I, I support my city uh, where they can. You know what? Now that we're on the topic of sports, something I'm really passionate about is i hate this concept of but you one thing what real quick because yeah. you, you were talking about how you don't you don't feel uh, maybe i'm misinterpreting this but you don't feel like certain people should get that big of a of a memory so to speak like you feel like okay they're great they've made an impact on the world but like relax that's kind of what you're saying right? no i'm just i just think that people romanticize certain certain things to make them bigger than they are meaning like i think it's amazing that on instagram they're tributing and honoring Kobe and stuff like that. But you know what? I, I I also don't want to see it for nine straight days, all day posting. And they're not even, at this point, they're not even posting new content. So someone's just sending them a cool picture of Kobe that they drew. They're just going to post it. Because at the end of the day, it's really for views and clicks. And that's oh, what that's bothers me. so true, so, too. Oh you, oh, you love that's Kobe so, so much, you're just going to do it for views and clicks? Like, but, it always, a little bit. but it always becomes that, man. It, well, yeah. it, it always starts out in some Absolutely. nice thing. Like, you don't think people were pocketing money for Australia? Of course. I don't doubt that, man. Of course. Because I was listening to, uh, to uh, actually, a Joe Rogan podcast. Big fan of his, actually. And He's a big fan, just in case. Yeah. Hey, Joe Rogan, if you're listening, Rafi really likes you. Nee, 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 nee. Oh, my God. Like, just like... You want some elk meat? Joe Rogan needs a lot of elk meat. Yeah. But what were you saying? But No, but basically... Um... Shit, I lost my train of thought, you asshole. Mm. Ooh, but uh, he was talking about... Oh, what was he talking about? 
Damn it. No, but now you're definitely not going to remember if you're playing along with me. I'm, I'm stalling for time. I'm trying to get, get my thoughts together. Uh, I really don't remember. Romanticizing players. Instagram posting 24-7-365 for 90 Street of oh, Kobe oh, Ryan. Oh, Australia and all that. Um, and Australia and all he that. Was talking about, he was talking about how there is so much damage done. Even the crazy amounts of money that were that were donated. I mean, it's awesome. I definitely helped. I, I'm sure it made a massive impact. But it's it's so far beyond that. No, it doesn't mean. Oh well, I get. We might as well not donate then. No, I'm not that. I'm not yeah, saying ex- that. Obviously. Exactly. But people but do. Not, at the end of the day, is they the, pocket money. Yeah, it, that's the shame of it all. Because it becomes in the beginning such an altruistic, great thing, and then there's so many pieces of garbage that just become selfish about it. They're like, oh, well, you know what? I'll put out a GoFundMe for a hundred k. Because that's what that's what it comes down to. People greed. You can trace most of the world's issues back to greed. To one degree or another, whether you're talking about the cannabis prohibition, whether you're talking about the prison industrial complex, whether you're talking about this That's war facts. in Afghanistan That's that facts. we're still in. That's facts. Why are we still in that Afghanistan? It's two decades later. Why story. are we still there? It's well, just a waste of money. I'm just saying. Well, here's the deal. The, re- the reality is, man, the most wars are all done for money. Mm-hmm. Most wars are done for money. War makes money. War is very profitable. So. You know, I was. You should read the book Gold Rush about Nazi gold in the forties and how they actually financed the war because you can't just have a war; you got to finance it. And right. what blew me away was the amount of legal trouble—well, not necessarily trouble, but the amount of legal like gymnastics that the Nazis in Germany went in order to like make everything legit. Like, I always thought of it more like obviously they were brutal, but I always thought of it more like they're just going to rip it from you. You know, and just say "f you," and this is where we're going to have our thing. But no, they went through like they, they coerced like documents, they coerced contracts to be signed. Like so, there there was definitely brutality, but like to, but they also had like a, a legal like it's so weird how like OCD they were in that regard. And it does come down to money. It really is all about the money. If that's why you can trace most problems down to greed. That's why I'm, I'm, you know, for for me is uh, from a work perspective. I just want to do something that I enjoy and something that will yeah, make me money. Not, sure. I'm not looking to be rich. Some for people sure. want to be rich, and that's okay. But for me, I just, I, I've, it's just, it's so much, it's so much trouble. Um, you know, obviously, I'm, it, it's not supposed to be between two extremes, whether you're being poor or dirt or, or or bloody rich, but just like somewhere in the middle, you know, somewhere just comfortable where you can just enjoy your life and do what you want to do and do what you like. Obviously, money gives you options, but. That was special. I think you should write a book about that. I'm going to write a book about that. I've been telling him to write a book about it. He's still not writing a book about it. What's what should we call the book? Rafi won't stop bothering me. That's a great idea. That's a great title. I want fifteen percent. That's a better name than soothing sensations. The soothing sensations. Cool. Rafi forced me to write this book. Soothing sensations. <laughs> um, yeah, but as far as money goes and all that, the craziest thing about all that it is. All that is, aside from the money, I think the massive motivating factor to all of these money earning, you know, wars and this and that, all this politics, which is mostly done by men, I think, you know, it's just, you know, men are generally world leaders. It's in some crazy way, and this, I'm not the first person to say this by a long shot. To impress some woman, I feel like all these dictators, you know, like like Kim Jong Un sees like this. You know, hot girl at a bar. You know, whatever it is, and he's like, "Oh, do they have bars?" And whatever the they probably don't. <laughs> they don't but even have protein did, bars in North Korea. <laughs> whatever it is, 
he probably just starts this crazy shit because there's some girl he likes and he's like, well, I'm the dictator, so I'm going to, nah, you know? Long story short, a lot of things are done for money. Mm-hmm. And men do very stupid things for women. Mm-hmm. And um, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, man. It's Thank you absolute, very much. I appreciate pleasure, it. pleasure Thank having you. you here in Miami to entertain me. Muchas gracias. And uh, give me foot rubs and tickle tortures. Mm. Tickle, 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 wickle. You might not turtle enough to be a turtle, turtle. You ever watch uh, Master of Disguise? Yeah, but not not for a very long time. Itamar's wow. a big uh, Master of Disguise. Shout out to you, Really? Itamar. Is he really? Yes, he is. A big, wow. Uh, big comics fan, Marvel fan, too. Interesting. Yep, 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 yep. Interesting. So, right? Fascinating. You should talk to him about that. I think we should call him right now. No, but we're at the end of our uh, our show, and he's not that important. I don't like him that much. Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, people of the book, dudes, guys, people, ladies, you know what I mean? You already know. You already know. It has been a pleasure to my Melek. Until next time, mm-hmm. this is Soothing Semantics, your host, Raphael Isaac Pinsky, mm-hmm. and the the guest, Mel Biala. Toda. Ta-ta, my dude. Which is gracias. gracias.